Hi, this is Donna Otto. Thank you so much for joining us today in this preparation for Easter. We have been walking together and we'll continue walking together until we get to Good Friday and um, that wonderful weekend of celebration of bunnies and lambs and Easter food and tulips and jonquils, ham or lamb and Easter finery and the opportunity to recognize that Jesus died, was separated from his father, and rose again. And because of that resurrection, we have the possibility of being linked with Christ and God for all eternity. I've been talking about all sorts of things. I hope you'll go back and listen to the early days if you need a little connect. But remember, jump in any place to celebrate these days that remain before Easter. And um, the Lenten calendar, which has been set years ago, uh, was 40 days following Jesus's 40 days of temptation in the wilderness when he set himself apart and to fast. We're going to talk about fasting this week for a few minutes. And when he came back from that, he was tempted by the enemy. And so this pattern of 40 days, not including weekends, and a number of you will ask questions about what is fasting and what do I give up. We're going to talk about that and how that calendar works. But basically, including the weekends from the second to last Wednesday of February, right straight through Easter, are called days of Lenten, days of preparation. And today I want to talk a little bit about your celebrations, about your activities, about this following I'm pushing the ball down the road in your house as the woman in your house and creating some opportunities to make ready for Easter. So I have a long, long list of activities and we're definitely not going to get through all of them today. But I thought I would begin by inspiring you and give you some thinking. We've been talking about some stationary things, maybe three or four only. One of them is a cross. Just a wooden cross, two pieces of wood nailed together. Um, My husband has made a few of them, and he chiseled out a hole and then chiseled off some wood. You could use twigs or pieces of bark from a tree. You could wire them together. Maybe put a nail on them or a few nails, one representing each of your family members. You could put prayer requests on them. We have our calendar that's provided by the ministry and the free resources on our website. The calendar, so those one verse per day passages are there. So I want you to think about doing that. Oh, Donna, that's way too much work. I don't have time to do that. We'll make it out of, uh, I don't know, pipe cleaners. Make it out of paper towel rolls. Um, Do whatever you can to set something. We've talked about this paper chain that we do. Or a candle. I saw the most beautiful candle. It was a part of Ann Voskamp's work. And it was a piece of wood that was circular, and it had 46 holes, and you move the candle up the chain of holes till you get to the center. It was circular to get to the center, and in the center was a cross. Oh, it was so beautiful. I would have loved to have something like that. I was reading John Piper's material, and he and his wife, and how they celebrate this Easter time. And they do it very much like we do in the Advent season, and they just took the Sundays. I'm talking to you about doing something daily. What they've done in their household is something weekly. 
and they literally have six candles, uh, kind of a Jewish menorah that has eight. I, you know, you could probably use that if you have one around. And they literally put the six candles representing the six Sundays. We've already used one of those Sundays last week, and they actually two Sundays now, and they light the all the candles, and then at the end of their reading time, they blow out the candle, and they don't light that one again until Easter, and then they light them all. I thought, well, now that's very simple, moms. They have six candles holders and six tapers. Just do it that way. But do something that makes your family conscious of this time. I love celebrations. I am a celebration girl. I can make a party out of anything, and I always like to. I remember after my husband and I had been married about 10 years, I came from a very barren environment, and his family, while they, his parents were married um, for 56 years and lived together as a family, they were very shy about celebrations. Uh, activities happened in their household, but they were very protected, bland, I might say, in no, in not meaning any offense, just very quiet people. And um, my husband's quite a quiet person himself. But I love these celebrations. And so I began creating all sorts of memories in the Otto household, the David Otto household. And David, I brought home an idea one day and he said, honey, we have no more time to create any more memories. And I laughed out loud because I knew he was true. You can't do all these things I'm suggesting. So do one of them. But I got to building up Christmas and building up Christmas and building up Christmas. And it's probably been about 15 or 16 years ago that I was really struck with the fact that while Christmas was an important holiday because it recognized the birth of Christ, really of the two big holidays in the church calendar, Christmas the birth and Easter the death and resurrection, by far Easter uh, the resurrection and death was more important. So I thought, well, well, what do I do? Because there weren't many things out there to help me. So we created, we started creating some things in our family. It's actually been longer than that because our daughter was little when we created the Easter basket. And after that, the Ministry of Homemakers by Choice created some Easter eggs, which are now everywhere in the world, including the Family Life Ministry that makes a great Easter egg collection. So Things that I began to do was move the emphasis, the strong emphasis, from Christmas to Easter. We still celebrate Christmas. We have a Christmas tree and candles and lights and all sorts of Christmas activities. But we do less Christmas than we used to and more Easter. This is a time for just thinking of small things. Um, one of the things I've done in our house as a regular activity is I have a basket. It's a square basket, a rectangle basket, and it holds two six-inch potted flowers that you can buy at any Home Depot or Target or any place, six-inch ones. And here's how hard this is. I have the basket, I buy two, I take out the old two, and I put in the new two. That's it. That's my, that's my extent of decorations in that special space in our house. And so at Christmas time, I have poinsettias. In the beginning of the year, sometimes I have white poinsettias. Then we move into spring, and I have azaleas or tulips or hydrangeas. In the summertime, I have summer summer uh, green-colored flowers, and that varies, especially in that we live in Arizona now. Some of those are more um, difficult to maintain in our high temperatures. In the fall, I have mums and marigolds, and then I go back to my poinsettias. 
sounds pretty boring, but it's pretty simple and it sets a tone. It creates a difference. Celebrations. I have flags at 4th of July. I have um, hearts at at Valentine's Day. So what kind of things can we do here at Easter time? I've mentioned a few of these ideas. Maybe you'd get some focus on color, just color. Royalty color, because this is the king of kings. What's the royalty color? Purple. Maybe you're at the fabric store and you see a huge swatch of purple fabric. I did that some years ago and I put it on a silver tray. I took the silver tray as the base and then I put the purple fabric. I just, I never hemmed it. I did, it was a whack-off piece of purple. N I'm not, not into the details here, just that splash of purple. And then I put uh, some things on that purple and I kept adding to it. And through the years I've added to it. I have a glass cross that I put on there. And then you might stay with the color and say, okay, if purple is the majesty color, and maybe that's where we're going toward Easter, then what is the preparation color? And then what is the Passion Week color? I will never forget being in a church service. And it was Thursday before Good Friday. And some churches have a special service. One of the activities that I would recommend to you, and that's a, a foot washing in your family. What was the foot washing? Well, it was at that Passover meal that Jesus was celebrating with the disciples that we've talked about several times already, and he had prepared himself. He wrapped a towel around his waist and had his bowl, and he knelt beside these men, many of them, who were wise enough and discerning enough to know that this was the king of kings. And you remember what impetuous Peter said. No, 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 you could never wash my feet. N sounds just like me. No, 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 no. No, I'll be in charge, God. You can't wash my feet. I want to wash your feet. And Jesus says to him very firmly, if I don't wash your feet, you will not be a part of me. And Peter's so smart. He's so quick. He says, okay, okay, not only can you wash my feet, you can wash everything. Uh, so this foot washing ceremony that often happens in churches on the Thursday before um, Friday, which is celebrated as Good Friday and the Death of Christ Friday, they drape things in black. And so we began doing a little of that in our home. I don't know, it's a black ribbon on your cross that you've been having on the table all season. It's a black, um, I happen to have a black runner and uh, we happen to have a glass top table in our living room, great room, whatever room we call that room. And I drape that black cloth over it. I cannot tell you how many people come into our house during those weeks and they say to me, what's the black cloth? What's that got to do with it? And I have a chance to say, well, these I'm preparing for the days. We're preparing our hearts for the days that are coming. And there will be mourning and sadness. And so this black color. Here's one for you. Pin the tail on the donkey game. Now, that'll be a lot more fun closer to Palm Sunday. But, Mama, it's time to get ready for that. Do you have a pin the tail on the donkey game? You can buy them at the dollar store. Maybe you want to put it up somewhere in getting your kids excited about some of the things that are coming. The last two things I'm going to tell you today, as just activities, and I have 
25 more. I'll get to this as we go along. Yes, the, the first one is an Easter tree, an Easter egg Jesus tree. There are many things that you can do to hang on a tree, especially if you have any collection of eggs, and begin to talk about the life of Christ with regard to newness and, and the eggs. And the, the second thing is, did you consider that maybe it's too busy at Christmas to send Christmas cards? So how about Easter cards? And how about Easter cards that the children make? And how about a theme that's as simple as a cross? I've been painting my cross. I love a paintbrush in my hands. And I take an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, divide it into thirds, cut off one third, fold the other in half, and I do a cross on the front with the brown paint and one brush, two strokes, and it's done. Let the children draw them or use Crayolas or magic markers. Maybe you only send 10 this year. Maybe you send 25. But I promise you that this activity will help roll that ball down the road toward the times of um, Easter that is coming. Satan tries to distract us. He always does. Oswald Chambers said that the devil sleeps in Hollywood because Hollywood does all his work for him. Remember that this is a time where we're setting aside to worship, a time to read, a time to pray, a time to read the scripture. And I would encourage you uh, to continue doing that as we prepare our hearts for Easter and Good Friday. This is Donna Otto, and I'm grateful to have had this time together with you and pray that you will remember that the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a great uncommon day. <laughs>